the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I know what you're trying to say, baby. You're trying to say, oh, yeah, it's business time. Welcome in. Welcome back in. <clears throat> Rob Black and your money. Talking all things financial. Joining me now, Dr. Jeff Rosen, ChiefEconomistBriefing.com. How are you today, Mr. Rosen? I'm pretty good. Good. How's the world of business economics looking? Uh, it's kind of slow. You know, we're, we're still trying to get our bearings after last week's uh, wild ride on the uh, on the ten-year Treasury. You know. Things started looking a little, uh, you know, unusual, so to speak. You know, we had vast movements without any economic data that would seem to suggest those type of movements, and I think things have stabilized again. But we're always looking at to see what uh, what the ten years is going to hold for us. In the last year, the ten-year Treasury, I think it dipped to roughly 1.86. You and I talked a lot about it. I think we even snickered like today might be a good day to lock in your your mortgage because rates. It felt weird. Um, getting back to normal was it? Was it weird? Was it you know? Uh, was it panic? What was it? Well, we had a 35 basis point move in one day. You know, as our bond guys here at briefing were saying, it was like a hundred year year flood hit the market. And then I uh, ride the train with some muni traders, and you know, last Wednesday they basically shut down because they couldn't price anything. You know, they didn't know where the tenure was going and you got to remember that the tenure moved in one day, and we had no economic data that day. You know, there was nothing that would suggest a reason for such a move. You know, and given where we are in the economic cycle, you would expect rates to go up, not down, and, and, and that move was very unusual in that respect. I think that what we're seeing today is you know, the return to a more stable uh, tenure rate, but you know, overall, I still think it's uh, overpriced. I think that you know, yields should go up from here. You know, given where the economic situation is, given where leading indicators are pointing in the U.S. and anyhow, uh, the, the economy is in a, in a good position. It's not in a great position, but it's in a good position, and it's nowhere near as poor as a 220 uh, 10-year would suggest. Now, one of the things that we've seen today is consumer price inflation numbers come out, and they're not that inflationary. Any reading or insights into the CPI? It's saying what we've been seeing for the last several years. You know, we're in a disinflationary environment. You have, you know, year-over-year core inflation was at 1.7%, same as headline. The Fed doesn't target uh, CPI specifically, 
But if you look at uh, the guidelines on PCE, which is 2%, CPI tends to run about a half percentage point hotter than PCE. So if we figure the, uh, the Fed targeted 2.5%, we're you know, almost a full percentage point below that level. And we're not seeing, get, you know, we're not seeing growth. So there is no reason uh, to expect growth. You know, income gains are light at best. We're not seeing pressure coming down the pipeline from the PPI report. You know, the new services data, which is supposed to make the PPI report more uh, inclusive of all businesses, which would give us a more apt uh, explanation of how consumer trends are going to be, you know, has been weak. So there is no pricing pressure. There is no inflation. And it makes the, uh, you know, the Fed be able to keep on its easy money path for much longer. Now, we've seen retail sales come out, and it's kind of back to school seasons past us a little bit, but companies like Walmart, they're not blowing it off the roof. They're saying things are a little bit muted. Do you think we're going to, is that going to lead to a muted holiday season? Because that's a big one for the retailers. Yeah, it was kind of odd. If we look back to the September retail sales report, you know, we knew the gasoline prices were coming down and we expected that the drop in gasoline prices were going to add discretionary income to consumers and would boost spending, you know, at retailers like Walmart, Best Buy, you know, even Toys R Us type stuff, where you would have a, you know, you buying goods that you didn't buy before because you couldn't afford them, you know. But we didn't see that. You know, the September report showed that consumers, you know, took the lower gasoline costs and then pocketed the savings and increased their savings rate. Now, it could be a one-month blip. It could be consumers not fully anticipating that the uh, gasoline situation was going to last, you know, at least another month, you know, into October. But you know, it didn't give what we expected. We, we, we hoped to see a rise in uh, retail sales growth outside of the, you know, gasoline. It didn't happen. The question is, is the savings now a permanent increase in savings? And if that's true, uh, growth, economic growth over the long term is going to be more muted, which doesn't bode well for, for retailers this holiday season. Anything on your radar that you want to talk about? I think the uh, existing home sales stuff was actually pretty good that came out yesterday, uh, a little bit better than I anticipated. Uh, it's not you know, running away accelerations in demand, but it is showing that uh, – we're seeing at least a stabilization of above 5 million homes per, uh, per month, which is good. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how the new home sales uh, come out tomorrow, or Friday, excuse me. Uh, that number should give us a little bit better indication on how construction levels are going to do. Uh, we've seen inventory levels in the new home sector come down quite a bit, which would uh, suggest that builders should increase their, uh, their construction numbers and, and boost production, which is uh, greatly needed for economic growth. So I'm, I'm interested in that. And then next week we get uh, Q3 GDP, and I'm running uh, on, on Q3 GDP. Uh, you're seeing more around 3.3% 3, 3 um, growth from what I've seen uh, from the consensus areas from other economists. So I, I think we're going to see more of the same, but you know, not as weak as we saw in the first quarter where things contracted. Final question for you is, how do you think the back half of 2014 is shaping up, and what are you now starting to think about 2015? Because I think the story coming into 2014 was improving job market throughout the year, better back half than front half. 
and in 2015, interest rate hikes was the basic main stories. Yeah, I'm still seeing interest rate hikes in 2015. I think that is toward the end of 2015, I think, I think is the most likely scenario, given the fact that the labor market is improving, but there is still a considerable amount of slack. Um, we're seeing low inflation, so it's not seeing any pressure on the Fed to raise rates anytime soon. But uh, overall economic growth, you know, I think we're in this secular stagnation that, um, you know, we've been talking about for the last few weeks, where economic growth of 2% is probably the long-term trend. And, you know, until we get out of the liquidity trap and until we can start maximizing production and take advantage of any type of, uh, you know, increase in productivity, we're going to see just this weakness continue. So, you know, I, I think 2.5% growth in 2015 is reasonable. And while that's poor considering long-term uh, trends, I think it's above our current potential rate of about 2%. So I still think that things are going to improve, just not improve as much as that we normally expect uh, on a normal economic growth trend. I guess I have one more question, and this is tied towards the premise of uh, children. Do you think it's going to be tougher for the next generation than it is for our generation as far as economic activity, getting jobs, getting well-paying jobs, getting ahead in life, um, or are the glory days behind no, us? No, I mean, I think that, no, no, I think that, you know, as long as you have technological improvement that increases productivity, you'll have an increase in standard of living. And I don't see, um, you know, that type of uh, of trend changing. Okay. I think that, you know, especially in the software side, we're seeing great, vast improvements in technological change, which should improve life. And I think that'll give, you know, our children uh, the ability to make a better life for themselves in the future. You know why I asked that, right? Because the headlines just seem kind of gloomy for a long period of time of below 3% GDP growth, um, higher unemployment than what we were at 5, 10, 15 years ago. It just, it, sometimes the headlines can kind of wear you down a little bit. Well, what would the headlines have been in the 70s when you had uh, rapid inflation or in the 80s when you had you know, massive recessions in the beginning of the year? Now, what did things look like you know, right at the end of the, of the recession? You know, at every point in time, you can take a snapshot and say, you know, the outlook, the prognosis for our children looks terrible. But in reality is, you know, overall trends are what they are. We have historical growth based on increases in productivity, based on increases in innovation. And if that continues, and I don't see a reason why that should stop, you know, our children will be better off than we were. They'll have, you know, an easier life than we did, and things will get better. Sounds good. Thanks for your help and for cheering me up a little bit. It's Dr. Jeff Rosen, Chief Economist with Briefing.com. He writes a great article. Um, he does little insights here, little insights there. He comes on the show, but he writes a great piece called Economic Insight at Briefing.com. Um, and again, it's just stuff that you and I aren't taught in high school, and it's this is his area of you know expertise that you know, we worked on in college. And he talked about, in a recent article, equity selling off hard. While the 10-year Treasury momently dipped below 2% last week, he puts it completely in perspective for us. Now, instead of seeing a rise in spending, core retail sales were flat recently, and he talks about that. He talks about where we are in, as far as growth trends go. 
You can learn more about him at briefing.com. It's briefing.com. It's a great website for the consumer investor out there. You can learn more about me at robblack.com. I have a big event coming up this Saturday from 3 to 5. It's in Redwood Shores. It's kind of a meet and greet. Uh, right pre-World Series. Watch the game there. You can learn more about the event at robblack.com. That's robblack.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.